0: In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Job 37, verses 14 through 20, where we'll discuss the wondrous works of God. Job 37, verses 14 through 20 says, Hear this, O Job, stop and consider the wondrous works of God. Do you know how God lays his command upon them and causes the lightning of his clouds to shine? Do you know the balancing of the clouds, the wondrous works of him who is perfect in knowledge, you whose garments are hot when the earth is still because of the south wind? Can you, like him, spread out the skies, hard as a cast metal mirror? Teach us what we shall say to him. We cannot draw up our case because of darkness. Shall it be told him that I would speak? Did a man ever wish that he would be swallowed up? Elihu, the youngest of Job's friends who are there talking to him, turns out to be the most wise when giving him advice about how he ought to speak to God. When Elihu is talking to Job, he says, Job, don't you realize, don't you recognize that God is so much greater, so much more wondrous than we could ever be? And because he is on a completely different plane of greatness, we don't even have the right to say anything about what he does or permits or brings about in the world. We have no right to say to him, Why have you made me thus? Elihu, even in his youth, is able to express the glories of God in such a way that Job ultimately is put to shame. So here are three thoughts from Job 37, verses 14 through 20, discussing the wondrous works of God. Thought number one, God commands creation. Elihu points out to Job, you can't say anything about the one who calls for lightning and it appears. You can't say anything about the one who controls the clouds. These are things that mere man cannot do. These are things that are well beyond our capacity as created things. We can't control the weather. We can't control creation. And yet, this is something that the Lord commands on a regular basis. He has made it. So he is ultimately in charge of it, and can command the wind, the waves, the weather to do whatever it is that he desires of them. We forget that. We all too often forget that the Lord is far greater than we can even imagine. Job has forgotten that in the midst of his suffering, but Elihu is faithful to remind him of this fact. Thought number two, perfect in knowledge. Elihu points out that God is perfect in knowledge. The God who created all things knows all things. And because he knows all things, he knows even the suffering that Job is experiencing. And he has purpose for that suffering. Job doesn't understand what that purpose is in the moment. And we're not even sure if Job ever finds out that the Lord is demonstrating his superiority over Satan, like we learned in the beginning of the book. We don't no, if Job ever finds out any of those details. But what we do know is that the Lord is perfect in knowledge, that he knows all things, that nothing escapes his gaze. And because of that, we don't have any right to question what he does, because we are always operating from imperfect knowledge. We are always operating from an incomplete understanding of what is taking place in the world. So, We won't be able to bring anything before God that he doesn't already know or that he isn't already aware of or that he isn't already working out for his own purposes of his ultimate glory and our ultimate good if we happen to be the people of God. The Lord is perfect in knowledge and we are not. Thought number three, nothing to say. If you really consider the wondrous works of God, how He is perfect in knowledge, and how He commands all of creation, then you have to acknowledge that we don't have anything to say before Him. We only have one thing that we can do before God, and that one thing is to offer Him praise and glory and worship. That is all we can do before God. That is all we have the right to do, because we are so much lower than He is. We have nothing to say. We have no ability to accuse Him of injustice as Job has been doing. We have nothing to say before him to plead our case or to assume that we are in the right and he is in the wrong. Elihu, in describing the wondrous works of God, is pointing out that Job is ultimately wrong in his assessment of his situation. He's pointing out that Job is presuming an awful lot of the God that is so much greater than He. We should be careful to always acknowledge that God is wondrous, He performs wondrous things, and that He is ever above and beyond us and our understanding. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Job chapters 37 and 38. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel by clicking on the link in the description or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.